Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, mornings on uh, 1620 The Zone. We're not on Radio Row. Uh, so for my friends uh, that are flexing that they are on Radio Row, I hope when you were flying out to Vegas, you were on Southwest Airlines and you got C-59 or C-60. <laughs> yeah, that's, all, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You're sitting in the middle between two large individuals. One, a shower curtain ring salesman. <clears throat> and one who doesn't shower. And I, hope they, I hope they immediately mm-hmm. take off their shoes. Yep. And go, oh, yeah. Dogs are barking. Uh, so the Big Ten and the SEC are uh, getting together. Uh, they'd like to have some discussion. Uh, some, would, some would think they're like the Carrie Underwood song, right? Instead of Jesus, <laughs> it's Greg Sankey, take the wheel. <laughs> Who in some places, some places, you might frown on me for saying this, Greg Sankey is Jesus. Greg Sankey is more powerful than the NCAA. Yes. Greg Sankey is a guy that gets it. So I've gotten to know the commish a little bit through my friend Dari. And I remember what he said about Kevin Warren. Like when the whole COVID year was going down, mm-hmm. COVID war, uh, Kevin Warren was absent. Or he'd have to go talk to a committee before he could make a decision. And their relationship went sour. But now I think Greg Sankey respects Tony Petiti, and he also respects that the two mega conferences that are going to run college athletics are called the SEC and the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that this is a takeover, but I think this is a good discussion to start ahead of 2026 when the new TV contract and the whole playoff comes to fruition because the Big Ten and the SEC want their place at the table. And Greg Sankey is powerful enough that he'll make sure that whatever the presidents and chancellors want, the ADs want, and what's good for both conferences will happen. So hello, we're going to 16. We're going to have a 16-team playoff is my opinion. But I think this also gives some structure to there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, we are the NFL light. They might as well consider student-athletes employees and then go from there. Yep. But I'm glad these discussions are happening. But it just seems odd that it just takes two conferences to get together when the whole body should get together. But maybe it's, I'm, I'm in it for myself, one for all, all for one, and we'll bring in the Big Ten, and now you got two for all. And I, I think the rest of college athletics has to be very, very cognizant of what's going to happen here because I think this is, this is going to ruffle some feathers and it's going to move some trees. It's definitely going to move some trees. And I the thing I like more than anything about this is when it comes to the power that both of these conferences have and especially Greg Sankey and we'll, we'll learn more about Tony Petiti uh, through this process as a commissioner but these two know that they are the leaders of the major players the major power brokers when it comes to this and so we've seen a lot of coaches a lot of athletic directors voice their frustration over sort of out there in the wind when it comes to certain type of college football reform. Uh, we can get into the, the big picture item of the 
athletic departments and the programs that have the most resources and where they will eventually be playing in a league of their own, which we I think we know is is inevitable. But even for the college football state right now and the programs that wouldn't even be amongst the you know in the two power conferences that could at least appreciate some guidance when it comes to NIL, when it comes to transfer portal, when it comes to not relying on the NCAA to get things done, as opposed or even yeah. even Congress when it comes to certain things. No, we don't need it. Get, we don't we don't need those people. They got other things right, to worry about. Right. And so th- this is where I think these conversations and this joining of forces and resources too can go a long way beyond just those two conferences, but even some clarity when it comes to college football and the things that are keeping coaches up at night as well. I know that's not the end all be all, but getting some some guidance here and actually saying, you know what, we're going to do this. And somebody's not going to do this. We're going to do this. Guidance is a good word because I think they need to get everybody in the room together. Mm -hmm. It's not just the SEC and the Big Ten. They need the presidents, the chancellors, because academics is changing as well. Uh, Programs are getting cut. Uh, There's a lot of cutbacks on university campuses. So get all of them in the same room. And get the student-athletes in the same yep. room. That's the thing here. That we, the adults are speaking, but it's the kids that are feeling the most impact. Mm-hmm. So I like the dialogue that is going on. And it starts with the most powerful man in all of college athletics. And maybe even pro sports, one of the most powerful people that exist right now in Greg Sankey. So I don't think it begins the takeover. I mean, we already know the NCAA was teetering. right? But who's going to replace the NCAA? Who's, what would that look like? We all want to get rid of the NCAA, but what does it look like? Yeah. What, what, is the, what, what does the enforcement brand look like? What does the structure look like? And the more I listen to this idea of these two mega powers getting together to have discussions, can you imagine what it's going to be like the next two years? So everybody wants their place at the table. We're not going to have a six and a six. We're going to have a five and a seven, it looks like, but mm-hmm. we still don't know. We're, we're not that far away yeah, from the those, college football playoff. I think those meetings begin today. Think, Think about how ruthless it's going to be in late November and early December for those last couple of spots. Yep. Who's getting those spots? Is it Liberty or is it Oregon? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be nasty, dragged out for spots 9, 10, 11, and 12 so that everybody gets their piece of the pie. Yeah. And, it's, and then, it, then it, comes all, it all comes back to money. Who's got the most money? Who spends the most money? Who can make the most money? And that's called the SEC in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. which takes a little bit of an inch step to breaking away. Which I don't think they eventually will, but they're gonna they're gonna make some people have harsh discussions. They have to look in the mirror about where we are headed with college athletics. Well, you you asked the question, what will it look like uh, when it comes to having an entity other than the NCAA sort of overseeing all of this too? And maybe this is because I've. I'm I'm so far gone on the NCAA that I don't think that it could be a lot worse. But I I love the fact that we can when I say we, the Big Ten, the SEC, and and hopefully there will be other conference, some type of representation when it comes to the, those big ticket items. But if if we're looking at just a two conference type of power structure, just having some type of entity that's going to oversee that and of you know enforcement infractions everything. I feel like it's going to be done with a lot more forward thinking because that's the one thing the NCAA has lacked for so long and then kind of turning your back to a lot of the things that were inevitable that were coming up in this in all the college sports, but especially in football, to turn your back on it and then to be presented with the problems that they have right now. This is where I look at 
very forward-thinking individuals that have so much at stake with their conferences that know once they put something in place that it would be done the right way, that you would have the right type of follow-through on enforcement, that you would have, but I think a, a good point you bring up too, you would also have the right type of communication line open with the student-athletes as well. So you're able to stay ahead of everything that continues to evolve in college athletics, which the NCAA failed to do. Yeah. I just think there's too much money at stake that they would do that half-assed the way that the NCAA, in my opinion, had yeah, done for decades. I wonder if you could just uh, have football break away from the NCAA and have Power Five football, Group of Five football, exist on its mm-hmm. own, its own regulations, its own world, yep. and men's basketball, all the other sports remain under the umbrella of the NCAA. Yeah, I, I, if that's absolutely is that possible? I, I don't know if it's possible. It, it in a perfect world, like? I perfect world, I'd love that because I'd still want to have the NCAA tournament. I'd still want to be able to see Nebraska play in the NCAA tournament. I'd still want to see Creighton play in the NCAA tournament. I'd still want to see any of those schools. I guess Creighton's a bad example, but those football schools be able to still play in the NCAA tournament. Would we be excited for a college football playoff where it's just SEC and Big Ten teams? Uh, depending on the number, but yeah. Round here, st- Round here, still, baby. baby. It's still very Let's good football. Roll. Let's roll. It is still very good football. Memorial Stadium may host a playoff game. You're right. Put it to you this way, and you say this about the NFL. People could say, well, I'm not going to watch if it's that way. Guess what? You're going to watch. Hey, well. I'm not going to watch because Taylor Swift, and the Super- you're still going to watch. Oh, the SEC. Biggest brands, the biggest passion, the biggest... Yeah. Biggest of everything. Yeah. Biggest mm-hmm. stadiums. Dad used to say when the Cowboys were eliminated, you know, that this used to be a thing. It was a shock when they were eliminated once upon a time. He said, well, I'm not watching the Super Bowl. Yet two weeks later, mm-hmm. he was watching the Super Bowl with me. Mm-hmm. So you're still going to watch because it's football. That that has always been the thing brought up anytime we heard the proposal from Charlie Baker as far as having a new subdivision of what would that do for men's and women's basketball. And this is that would always be my hope because the one thing that I think that NCAA does a very good job of is running championship events to be able to still have the NCAA tournament to where those SEC and Big Ten schools are still affiliated with the NCAA when it comes to basketball and you can still have that type of tournament that we know to be what it is with very little interruption where football is kind of doing its own thing. To me, that's the best of both worlds. Now, can that happen? Is that is that realistic or not? That's that's the million dollar question, because I just I don't know how you're able to pull that off with certain power structures and having it sort of a disassociation with the football product. You know how you're able to do it? You got control of the TV contract. That's how you do it. All right. Jacob Bigelow's coming uh, next. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.